Well, welcome back to part two of Josh and Noah and the rest of our family's totally excellent adventure in Nashville, Tennessee, highlighting a lot of great locations, a couple of restaurants, hotel, and so forth, of things that you might consider doing with your family. And I wanted to do a lot of great interviews and provide some recommendations of some things that you might consider for your family. Now, in my real life, uh, when I'm not on vacation with Noah and the rest of the family, I'm a syndicated newspaper columnist, and I'm a syndicated TV consumer expert, where I help people cut their grocery bill in half and save lots of money and help them get more for your money in all areas of life, including travel and tourism. And thank you so much for listening to this. And by the way, if you haven't listened to part one, you might consider doing that because Noah is here with me, my 10-year-old. And Noah, can you, do you remember all the places that we shared with them in episode one? Now, the first place we went to was Amicalola Falls Lodge. And then the second place we went to was Climb Nashville. And then we went to a restaurant, and that was... The Wild Cow. The Wild Cow, which is extremely highly reviewed uh, vegan restaurant, which we thought we'd give that a try. And then we went to an escape room, Escape Experience. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I had it. Escape Experience. But what was the name of the room that we went to? C-Block. C-Block. Right, right. And then we went... After that, the next morning... Adventure Science Center? Adventure Science Center. Yep, that's where we went. So it was an action-packed show. So again, if you and your family are considering traveling to kind of the uh, the east central area where you'd find a town like Nashville, please go back and listen to episode one because right now we're going to get started with episode two, part two of planning your totally excellent Nashville vacation with your family. We're going to introduce you to a lot of great places starting with the Country Music Hall of Fame. Now, Noah, I'm not necessarily a big country fan. I know you're not really a big country music fan, but I'd love for you to give me a review from a 10-year-old who doesn't listen to country music. What did you think of the Country Music Hall of Fame? It was cool. Really? Why? Now, I want to make sure you're being real. Now, you're not just saying that, are you? Now, tell tell me what was cool. Um, then what, what, whose car was that? Like, they had the car? Elvis. Yeah. Does he sing country? Well, see, that's the thing uh, about the Country Music Hall of Fame is it includes a lot of artists that you might not necessarily think are country, but had a big influence on country music. And, and, And if you're interested in Americana, if you're interested in kind of the history of American music, I think you'll really, really appreciate the Country Music Hall of Fame. I was really surprised. In fact, Taylor Swift had a really cool thing. She had her bus. You remember that? There was a bus and uh, a lot of interactive exhibits. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we just go ahead and talk to a friend that we made at the Country Music Hall of Fame to find out more about what the Country Music Hall of Fame in Nashville, Tennessee has to offer families. I think the part that I really appreciated the most was the early, 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 like where did country music come from? Sure. And, uh, and I think the Country Music Hall of Fame you know, answers that question we, quite well. We do. Uh, 
The thing about the Country Music Hall of Fame that I, I tell people every day is that as you go through there, you're, you're going to see very quickly that it's not... It, it, this is the history of American music yeah. here. Now, the focus is on country, um, but country music, by definition, meaning rural and that, because people coming over here from different countries, everything was rural. Um, mm -hmm. So they brought their, their music. They'd work a hard day, and then they would sing these songs. They would pass these songs on. And that, that was real country music. Now we think of country music as a brand name. We think of rhinestone oh, suits. We yeah. think of all kinds of things, but mm -hmm. um, country music is basically rural music mm -hmm. uh, in terms of how you define this. So when you go through this museum, we take you through those days, but uh, we also show you how radio and the advent of, of uh, Victrolas and records made this not just country music, but every other music just blossom. With radio, all of a sudden, the music that was uh, indigenous to a certain region, all of a sudden it was uh, statewide as the signal got more powerful. Oh, yeah. And, uh, of course, now we have media that is worldwide instantaneously. Yeah. So you hear music here, everybody in the world can hear it at the same time. So it was an uh, ongoing process, took a number of years uh, for this music to start evolving. Where nowadays, you know, a trend can begin instantly and end almost as quick. Yeah, right, right. Uh -huh. So, so Jeffrey, and Jeffrey, what's your last name? Dunn. Jeffrey Dunn, and you're with the Country Music Hall of Fame. What yes, do you sir. do here? I am in uh, guest uh, relations. I'm okay. a guest relations specialist. Yeah, and a music lover, and I think most important. Everybody right? here, uh, <laughs> I think that's one of the unspoken things when you're hired here, yeah. is uh, if you're a music geek. <laughs> um, and that, what we do here in guest relations is... Um, we go from every position in the place, from the front door to greet people, uh -huh. to up in the galleries, we answer questions. Uh, but mainly, we want to make sure that when people come in here, uh, that all their questions can be answered, and that they uh, feel the same enthusiasm and love for this music that we do. Because yeah. what we have here is not just, I mean, it's a music museum, yeah, but it's uh, an American history museum. Yeah. Uh, American culture, in a sense, is defined it by really all is. this music. You know, I, and I really got that feel that this was this was a history of America. It is, you indeed. know, And one of the most important things that I learned from a college humanities class is that if you look at humanities and you look at art, you can learn so much about the people mm -hmm. in that time. And so similarly, Absolutely. I think if you look at the backdrop of Americana music or country music, mm -hmm. I think you see a lot. And particularly, I think we saw that in this wonderful exhibit it was a bob dylan johnny cash exhibit yes and you know for someone again i'm more of a classic rock guy than necessarily sure. a country music guy that's actually my background yeah uh, so so yeah so seeing that and and seeing the influence that these two artists had particularly bob mm -hmm. dylan who i really didn't have an appreciation for that at the time sure. this was uh kind of a cool experience for me and so this mm. leads up then jeffrey to my my question is can someone who maybe, you know, they've casually listened to country music, but it's not necessarily their big thing. Can right. they come to the Country Music Hall of Fame and have a great time? They almost certainly will. And I'll, I'll tell you what, everybody that walks through that door, if you ask them what is country music, they are going to have, there's going to be as many different answers as people. Um, and that's the thing about this music. Here at the museum, we 
we're kind of skittish about defining and categorizing things. Now, you know, what is country music? Well, to my dad, it was Buck Owens and Merle Haggard mm. and Hank Williams. Uh, to me, it was The Birds, uh, Sweetheart of the Rodeo. It was The Flying Burrito Brothers. It was Gene Clark. It was Bob Dylan. Um, you know, everybody's going to have something different. To a younger person that walks through there, they're going to say Taylor Swift. They're going to yeah. say Keith Urban. And everybody would be correct. And, and surprisingly, so Taylor Swift has a pretty big appearance here. Taylor Swift has a huge footprint here, and I'll tell you why. She has been so good to the museum. We, we love her. She's not only a great songwriter and singer, yes, she is. Um, but she, has, she donated a very large amount of money for an education center. On our third floor, we have the Taylor Swift Education Center. It is uh, three classrooms and a studio. We bring uh, class, uh, classrooms of kids here from all over, and they come to the museum. We give them a good time. We give them a music lesson, a history lesson wow. that goes down really well. It's, it's like sugar and syrup. It's... They love it here, and they learn a lot about um, not just current music, but where that current music came from. Taylor Swift understands her roots. Yeah. She understands where the music came from. And she also understands that one of the responsibilities of uh, not just art, but a successful artist, is giving back. Yeah. So she has put her money, proverbial money, <laughs> literal money, where proverbial mouth is, let's <laughs> put it that way. We love her here. Um, her songs are going to stand up. And um, I talked to a, a very, very well-known songwriter um, who told me that they love Taylor Swift, that right now she's writing for a certain demographic of people. Mm -hmm. But as she gets older, accumulates more life experience, they have every confidence that she is going to turn into a master songwriter for a large number of people. Yeah, right. she, She's got the goods. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, so speaking of the Country Music Hall of Fame, mm -hmm. and let's talk about young, younger kids. Sure. What kinds of activities are there here for younger kids to do? So I guess, mm -hmm. so the mom, dad who's listening to this and like, hey, we want to bring the family. You know, we're sure. into the music, but is there going to be enough for our kids to do? I know the answer to that, yes. having been through it, but I'd love if you could kind of share sure. what they'll find. Well, we're, we're very conscious of that. We want to be a great experience for the whole family. And one of the things we have upstairs uh, on the third floor, or second floor, I'm sorry, uh, our Fred and Dinah Gretsch Gallery is an interactive gallery. There's lots of uh, games uh, you can do, uh, computer-type games. Mm -hmm. We have a, well, it looks like a, actually a Taylor Swift tour bus. Mm -hmm. It's a facsimile, but you go inside, there's little recording booths. Um, it's sort of like a advanced karaoke. You can make a recording, and you can take that recording and have it sent back to your home email. We make it possible to do that. Um, kids have a lot of fun doing that. But as they go through here, they're going to see things um, that is not typical of a museum. You're going to see Elvis's uh, Cadillac. You're going to see some incredible stage clothing. Noah, did you see, did you like Elvis's Cadillac? What was in the back seat? A TV. Yeah. <laughs> it was a TV. What's funny about that is I had some young people who looked at that and said, I didn't know they had computers back then. He's got a monitor in there. <laughs> and that, but... 
Yeah, I mean, I can understand it. It's, it's the 21st century after all. You know, so that uh, that interactive experience area mm-hmm. was actually really cool. So there were computer monitors everywhere. Yes. And at each station, Noah, you were doing this a little bit. So you had at each station, you had some things that you needed to do to kind of build up your profile. Certified and, country. Ah, yeah. yeah. And so there were a lot of different stations that the kids would go to. Mm-hmm. And their, their profile, they would enter in their name or whatever, and they'd go to each station. Right. And they would keep their profile with them and continue continue to build it up until they got to the end where they could then record. Yes, and, and at the very end, when you're all done, you uh, check out on the computer, and it will send everything you've done, including the recording, to your home email. And uh, we tried that out when we opened the exhibit, uh, all the staff members. Uh, I'm actually still being blackmailed by my son now. Mm-hmm. I did possibly the worst one up there. <laughs> I hate to appear prideful, but it, it, it is, it's really bad. Yeah. That, so... Uh, so- what should people? So, how do people find out more about the Country Music Hall of Fame? The website. Sure. Uh, what are the admission prices, and how long should they plan for? I guess just uh, the logistics of how do we sure. work this into a vacation? Yes, there's so many things to do here in Nashville, but um, we love it if you come here. Uh, you're probably looking at a couple hours, um, you know, to really enjoy it, and you know, we want everybody to get their money's worth. Uh, our admission price here for adults is twenty four ninety five, but we have lots of discounts. Now we we try to save people a few bucks here and there, and that, and of course we have lower prices for the kids and uh, below six that they're free, of course. Um, but yeah, uh, once once they get in here, uh, there there's pretty much something for every member to enjoy. The uh, interactive exhibit, notwithstanding, uh, there's lots of things that catch their eye and. If they think it's all country, they're going to be a little bit surprised. They will see some people that they recognize yeah. here. Yeah. Oh, for sure. No, I'm, I'm sorry. You asked me something else. In, oh, no, uh, just uh, the uh, website. Oh, I'm, yeah, that was it. Yeah, our website is uh, Country Music Hall of Fame, one word, dot org. Uh, it will have all the information about not just prices and things, but it will tell you what's happening here. And we do have special programs every weekend. Famous songwriters come here and do programs that are free with your admission. Yeah. You know, and this is such a beautiful, very contemporary facility. It is. In terms of the way that it's laid out, it's a self-guided tour. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the facilities, are, this building is just beautiful. It's, uh, like I said, very contemporary, designed uh, wonderfully. It, it is. And most of the things that you'll see, um, we do have a brochure about this, but most everything you see will have a musical uh, meaning to it, you know, such as, um, you know, the, the floor here, we have yellow pine floor, and the, uh, the ring patterns on it, we got the most exaggerated patterns we could to simulate vinyl record groups. <laughs> um, some of the things on the wall, um, look, you know, are piano keys oh, wow. that uh, will play Will the Circle Be Unbroken if you were a huge person. A giant and could play that. Uh, uh, they they designed it uh, with music everywhere, oh, that's e- even in the most subtle ways. Right. Well, Jeffrey, it was a great pleasure speaking with you, oh, and nice uh, thank you so you much too. for sharing some some information and your love of music as well. Thank you. Yeah, you know, uh, when families come here, uh, we find ways to make it uh, not just enjoyable experience but affordable. Uh, we have a staff that. Uh, I, I can attest to this before I even worked here. I was a member uh, here. And uh, that uh, staff here will go out of their way to uh, make sure that you have a fantastic time. Yeah. So we encourage everybody to come. 
Sounds great. Thank yeah. you, Jeffrey. I appreciate You're it. You're welcome. So after the Country Music Hall of Fame, Noah, we went to the Escape Game Nashville. And all right. So now up to this point, we had done a number of Escape Games. We had done four previously, including one that we reviewed in last episode. But I want you to tell me about for the Escape Game Nashville. I thought I was going to do a rating. Okay, why don't you go ahead and give me a, on a scale from one to 10 stars, how many stars would you give the Escape Game Nashville? Even though it's not one to 10, I'd probably say like 12. 12? Wow, so you're giving them some bonus stars. How did that happen? What, what was it about the Escape Game Nashville that made you give them 12 stars? The theming is so good. Really? What, when, when you say theming, what does that mean? I don't know if you could call it a set, but it's like the set of it is really good theming. It's like you're, real, it's like you're really out in a forest. Really? A so, you, so you go into a room, but you're, you feel like you're outside? Yeah. Wow. And that, of course, the name of the room was Gold Rush. And we're going to talk with Max of the Escape Game Nashville to talk more about Gold Rush and the other rooms that they have to offer. So we're with Max Magura, with, yes. and you're the marketing coordinator yes, for the sir. Escape Game here in Nashville. Yes, sir. Okay. Now, look, I, I feel like I say this every time, but this one, Max, I promise you, <laughs> this is the best escape room we've ever been through. Wonderful. So this is incredible. And, and the reason it's so incredible is... I feel like I'm on the set of a Hollywood production. Wonderful. All right, there's multiple levels going on. There's uh, there's some elements that I'm not going to reveal, yep. but I'm just going to say that they are they uh, y- you do a lot of movement uh, yes, in sir. terms of like getting around. So um, so we are actually in, and this one it's not Cabin in the Woods. It's, it's I feel like that's where <laughs> at, but it's actually Gold Rush is Gold the name Rush, of the room. That is so correct. can you tell me a little bit about? Uh, about Gold Rush and then all of the rooms that you have here in Nashville. And then you have multiple locations. We'll get to that in just yes, a second. Yes, yes, yes. So um, Gold Rush is our game that's centered around an old gold prospector. Um, he's hidden his stash uh, somewhere in the cabin area. And so when you come in the room, uh, you really feel oh, yeah. like you are right outside of a cabin and you're looking for his gold before the mob who's been tipped off uh-huh. uh, before they get to the same location so uh, you're trying to do your best within an hour to find his gold and escape the room yeah. yeah so this when when you walk into this and again without giving too many details I mean it feels like you are outside in the middle of the night outside of a cabin I mean even immediately when we walked in I mean we were like wow this yeah. is really really cool and then as we progressed it was there were so many reveals that were just so rewarding as a player. Now Wonderful. again, coming over here, Noah. How did how did we do? Look at the time up. We managed to escape at four fifty five. Four minutes fifty five seconds left on the clock. So so far, we're doing pretty good when it comes to escape rooms. This one, there was a lot of a lot of puzzles. There were, and but I think that they were. They were so satisfying as you did each one. And I think that that's rather than this, you know, this one puzzle that trips you up for a mm-hmm. long time. Yeah, 
I love that feeling of success, yeah. success, yeah. success, success. And this this had a lot of that. Tell me about um, tell me about all the other rooms, and then of course you know did the overall company. Of course. Um, so our other rooms here in Nashville, uh, we have a Nashville room that's kind of centered around a recording studio type situation. We have a prison break room where um, you're trying to break out of prison before the evil warden kind of gets ah. to you. Um, we have a heist room. It's based around an art heist. You're trying to steal back a famous masterpiece uh, from an art criminal. Um, we also have a game called Classified, which uh, you're trying to stop an impending terrorist attack uh, before it happens. And uh, finally here in Nashville, we have a game called Underground Playground, um, which is going to be getting a facelift soon and kind of be changing. And we also, um, I don't know when this is going to air, mm-hmm. uh, but Very we... Very soon. Okay, we right have... Right now! From when, the person is, from when the listeners listening to us, it's already oh, aired! Oh, wonderful! <laughs> uh, so, uh, we actually have a new game that we're constructing right now, Ooh. and it's going to make its debut here in Nashville. Nice. Um, it kind of has a space Mars theme to it, and I want to tell you, it's going to be it's going to be the next generation of escape games. We really believe that this is going to be the next big thing. Noah, what do you think of that? That sounds cool. All right, so Noah, what's your review of Gold Rush? Uh, it's amazing. It's really cool. And Noah, how old are you again? Just a reminder. Ten. Ten. And so you've done a few escape rooms, so mm-hmm. how do you think this one compares to ones you've done in the past? Well... I think the puzzles and the set designs are the best. Nice. Again, no spoilers. And, no spoilers. Yeah. And they used like a lot of technology that that was really cool. Yeah, agree. Yeah, some of these things I'm like, how did they think of that? I mean, yeah. just Our, I, this particular thing that I'm looking at, I'm not going to do right now, <laughs> but I'm looking at it right now. That was just genius. And it was kind of like I was like discovering it on accident, and then we figured it out. And like, oh, that's brilliant. You that's went to it, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Okay, well, cool. Yeah, and our, our founders and our game designers, they've played uh, games domestically and internationally yeah. and have done a lot of work um, to make sure that people have a great immersive experience but also – the game flow is uh, conducive to everyone and kind of anybody, no matter what their age or background or skill level as far as escape games go, um, everybody can participate and have a wonderful experience. You know, we notice that. And I think that's why we as a family love escape games. And again, it's not suited for everybody. I I think if you like puzzles, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, Yeah, you're going to love it. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to become addicted. But I love it because, you know, what we experience is a lot of teamwork. So as Mm -hmm. a family, you know, I feel like we work together pretty well we yes. generally don't get too stressed out and we have like you're like oh okay you start to learn how to like you know uh kind of divide and conquer on yes. different tasks you know what certain people are good at so um there were a couple things i immediately knew my boys <laughs> were going to be really good at as soon as like they opened up like oh ethan that is absolutely that's your for thing. him yeah. Noah, this is like a great thing for you to do you know he's really good at like finding little things yes but, i noticed that yeah <laughs> uh so it, please share the website and uh you're in multiple cities we are so in multiple cities a little cities. bit about that and and the website that cover one website to rule them all maybe well yes so um our flagship store is here in nashville we actually have two locations here in nashville um we also have a location in orlando uh, Florida, in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, oh, yeah. and in Austin, Texas. That nice. is our uh, most recent one. Um, you can find out information about The Escape Game for um, all the locations at theescapegame.co. Um, and if you're coming to Nashville, you can find information about us here at nashvilleescapegame.co. 
Com. Okay, so that's theescapegame.co. Yes, sir. Co. And um, you can also go to nashvilleescapegame.com, and that will link you to all of our locations if you would like as well. Max, this was so much fun. Thank you so much. Great time. And then generally, so the pricing, and then you know if there are avail- any available discounts, you know where here in Nashville, it's uh, twenty eight dollars mm-hmm. per person per mm-hmm. game. Um, Sometimes we'll have some promotions in uh, random publications. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if you check online, we might be doing a promotion here and there. Um, but it's generally $28 per person mm-hmm. per player. And uh, we always recommend, especially going into the summer months, book ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to make sure you have the exact you know time, date, and game that you want to play. Yeah. Uh, so make sure to do that. And uh, well, we'll when be- we came in, there were a lot of people going out. Yes. So this very, very popular location. And yes. I've seen and I've seen the escape game bumper stickers all I've seen them on several cars since Wonderful. we've been here in Nashville. Wonderful. That's so great to hear. Obviously this is very, very popular here. Yes, sir. So Max, thank you so much for your time. This was awesome. Thank you very much. Have a great night. So now Noah, we, we stayed at a really, really nice hotel. And it's a hotel chain that we've stayed at before. And I'm kind of picky about hotels. How do you feel about hotels? Because I know you love hotels because you what's one of your favorite shows? Hotel Impossible. And what's Hotel Impossible about? It's this person who changes like hotels that make that that aren't making money, and they make it like he makes them like um. What are, you, what are you doing? I was just flossing my teeth. Oh. While you were talking. Okay, so it's about this person who like changes hotels to make them make money and stuff like that and why travel channel oh yeah yeah well why aren't they making money because they have horrible hotels like like, i'm not kidding like some of them are just yeah pretty bad now you've done a lot of hotel reviews with me on this podcast so how would you rate this hotel so it's this again this is the hyatt place Opryland Nashville Hotel. And we stayed at the Hyatt Place in Atlanta, uh, which you can listen to uh, my interview and review uh, last year in on this podcast if you're interested in that. But Noah, what do you like about the Hyatt Place? The breakfast. Mm-hmm. So they have what's known as the Iron Skillet Breakfast. So it's a buffet which is included with your night's stay. And it's a, well, I'll let you explain. It's a really, really good breakfast. Yeah, it's a really good. It's a really good breakfast. Uh, also, the room itself. Uh, one thing I like about the Hyatt Place is what about the room? They're really big. They're really big, and I also one final thing that I really like about the hotel is that the uh, the desk, the front desk, is right near the entrance when you come in, and they always greet you, and they're always really super friendly. So in some ways, it kind of feels like you're staying in a bed and breakfast. It just has that feel to it. They're generally a little bit smaller hotels, so it's not like a super large convention hotel where you're just a number. So let's talk to Mike with the Hyatt Place Opryland Nashville Hotel. So we've got Mike Henry with probably my favorite hotel chain uh now we've stated a few of them is the hyatt place and and mike i'm hoping that you can kind of share uh why you think that (laughs) i uh, my family and i love the hyatt place well you know josh uh hyatt place is great for families you know first and foremost um you know 
our, our main mission statement that we have is care and purpose. And that's what we try to do every day in our jobs, with our host, as well as our product. And, you know, we start off with, you know, you have the, uh, we call them studio-style suites. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, you don't have the separating door, but you do have all that extra space, which is great. Like I tell people, you don't just walk in and there's your bed. You know, you have the sleeper sofa area. We have the refrigerators in the room. So it makes it great for a family to kind of unwind and kind of open up a room, you know, instead of having just beds, you know, mm-hmm. more to do. And then we then carry that on to our other amenities like the uh, AM Kitchen Skillet Breakfast we have every yes, morning, which is yeah. fantastic. Um, you know, we have the hot items on there as well as, you know, your basic uh, continental items. So it makes mm-hmm. it nice, but we rotate that every day. We also provide a uh, complimentary Wi-Fi, which is great for, you know, yeah. today's kids and parents, you know, yeah. with technology. That's a great asset to have as well. Um but, yeah, that, that's what we try to do here at Hyatt Place. You know, I think one of my pet peeves of staying at a hotel – well, so first off, I, I like – I think that free breakfast is, you know, it's one of those things. Like, I don't like paying for breakfast in the right. morning. And so then there's the free breakfast. But uh, my pet peeve is when you go into a, quote-unquote, free breakfast, and it's just – horrible sure. now the breakfasts at high place are always spectacular and uh particularly this one here was fantastic so uh this location is a high place nashville opryland right. right and i'm wondering if you can kind of share for those traveling to nashville why what what makes this one unique or maybe talk about the location some of the attractions locally sure yeah we're, we're located just on the outskirts of downtown nashville which we kind of like you know mm-hmm. it, it it, it kind of varies because Nashville's a great town because it kind of has that small town feel with the big town amenities, you know, with all the honky tonks downtown and the pro sports team. So, you know, we get people from all different walks of life coming here for all different things, namely country music, obviously, if they watch the show Nashville or anything <laughs> like that. But we're kind of located just outside of downtown, which makes it nice because you don't have to deal with higher prices downtown parking downtown mm-hmm. you know we're, we're quick 10 10 miles from downtown so oh, yeah. 10 or 15 minutes um and then our particular area we're located near the gaylord opry lane resort which a lot of people may have come to in the past for vacations or when the opry lane theme park was here so we have the gaylord opry lane resort right basically across the street which you could tell mm-hmm. coming to our hotel we've also got opry mills mall the grand Ole opry general jackson so there's plenty to do in our right. area but then we also have a, an added benefit is we have a company that does a downtown shuttle from all of our hotels mm-hmm. downtown for ten dollars round trip i mean josh oh, nice. i mean yeah. you take a cab one way it's $25 or if you take your own car to try to find a place to park you may pay upwards of $20 so it's just a great yeah yeah (laughs) so it's it's a great benefit it drops them off right downtown so that's just another added value for us in our area that kind of speaks to especially people that are looking to try to you know have a great vacation, but also save a little money on the back end. Yeah, all right. Now, do you uh, do you travel with family? Or? I do. I've, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and what kind of things do you do you look for? Um, you know, obviously, value is number one. Location is key. You know, that, that's my main thing when I travel. But also, too, I, I also try to look for a great value. So, yeah. like you said, yeah. anything I can minimize cost with, whether it's Wi-Fi, whether it's breakfast, whether it's parking, you know, that gives me and my family then more money to 
do other things maybe we may not have been able to do yeah. had we chosen a different location. Right, right. And, uh, you know, what I like about Hyatt Places, it seems to have that good mix of, you know, a, a, a spacious room. So if you got four or five sure. people in your family, you're not going to, you know, my poor my poor son normally has to end up sleeping on the floor, but at a high place, there's a place for him. Right. So <laughs> there's, there's, enough, uh, there's enough bedding. And, um, and then I also like that, uh, that this, that this uh, the high place hotels tend to have more of a boutique feel to them. And I'm wondering if you could kind of share what that means. Yeah, uh, actually, the majority of the hotels, we've all been going under renovations, which is nice because we were, uh, the majority of them that aren't new builds were old Amerisuite products. So mm-hmm. they're trying to update the decor and everything. Like our rooms just got renovated in September. Oh, yeah. But yeah, like you said, it's kind of to give it like a homely feel. You know, you come in, it's very welcoming in the lobby. Our gallery hosts try to uh, share that interaction with the guests, find out where they're from, what they're in town for. So it's not very robotic. We kind of talk about sharing a moment with the guests. So, you know, if I find out you're from California, it's like, oh, really, what part? And, you know, I've always wanted to go there or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, um, but but just from the decor to the layout of the hotel to the layout of the rooms Mm -hmm. and then just the services we provide, we want to try to make it as you know, seamless as possible for the guests to kind of enjoy and be very welcoming. And that's what we pride ourselves on. I mean, especially for me and our staff here, we, we love our product, but we pride ourselves more on our service. So that's the one yeah. thing that we try to separate ourselves compared to our competitor hotels like a Hampton or a Courtyard is yeah. the service. And that's a big thing with Hyatt right now. Yeah, it's absolutely noticeable. Staying at a hotel sometimes where, you know, they they don't really want to get to know you or anything like that. They could they could care less. You're just a number. You you don't get that feel here. You know when you every time you walk in, there's almost always two people at the front and they smile. And the the entrance is is right near the desk. I mean, it's real close to the desk. So they they always you know there's always seems to be you know some greeting going on back and forth when when you come in. That's kind of nice. Yeah, it makes it nice because it kind of helps them engage the guests. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you know if you walk into a bigger hotel. You're trying to find where the front desk is unless, you know, unless it's a full service hotel that maybe has a doorman or anything like that that can direct you. So it's kind of like where it makes us make the first interaction like, oh, you checking in or welcome, mm-hmm. you meeting somebody. And so it kind of starts that first step process, which we try to be very engaging with our guests. Yeah. And I see a lot of kids here. So this is a very kid friendly property. But I'd love to learn, you know, where do people go so that they can make sure that they book at the Hyatt Place Nashville Opryland? Yeah, I mean... We, we actually prefer that people try to go through the Hyatt website. Sure. Um, most of, all of our rates on there are basically what they're going to find on discount channels mm-hmm. because a, a lot of the problems that you, you may have run into or heard people say is a lot of times they'll book through third parties and they actually think they're booking with the hotel, but they aren't. So mm-hmm. that uh, we always try to tell them to kind of watch out for that because sometimes they may get where it's non-refundable and they didn't know and they need mm-hmm. to cancel and they're calling the hotel to cancel the reservation. You know, Whereas if you're dealing directly with Hyatt, then you know you don't have that problem we can take care of that for you um and then obviously also through you know preferred um channels like booking.com and stuff Mm -hmm. like that those are really good partners of ours as well great great and so the website then Oh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, all of them are just, you go to Hyatt.com or Hyattplace.com, mm-hmm. or if it's the original hotel, it's the location. So ours would be NashvilleOprryland.place.hyatt.com. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, several several ways several ways to get there. Correct. Good deal. Yeah, and then also too, I mean, with Nashville, we kind of talked about. Obviously, we're also available on the Convention and Visitors Bureau website, which has a great. Um, list of a lot of information like you know there's plenty to see and do here in Nashville besides country music so yeah. definitely it's a great family town I mean it I've really been here is. my whole life we love it here in Nashville so yeah what are some of the favorite things that you and and do you have kids I do. Yeah, yeah how old are they yeah I got two boys I got one is a sophomore in college the other one's a sophomore in high school but okay. me and my wife have been here our whole life wow. uh, the food scene is great here in Nashville. Of course, the new big thing is hot chicken. That's what everybody talks about. So <laughs> I highly always recommend that for people. But, you know, it's just when you go out, Josh, it's like the people are so friendly and welcoming. You know, that southern hospitality, it's not something that's kind of taught. It's kind of embraced here. But, I mean, we have great cultural events, great uh-huh. civic events, you know, concerts. Music, of course, is oh, yeah. great. Everybody plays Nashville as well as great sports as well. So one thing I noticed is that uh, people are real serious about holding the door open for you here and you know there's uh you know if there's like a crowd of people that need to do something there's there's there seems to be really good manners as far as people don't cut or try and like you know just kind of squeeze in anywhere everyone's just kind of patient here it seems it's almost like that old analogy everything seems slower in the south you know it's kind of like i think it's just the way a lot of people are raised but you know nashville is a big transplant city as well you know we have a lot of northerners here of course several people trying to make it in music business so a lot of times it's rare to find people that are native to Nashville, but even the people that come here embrace the culture and embrace the city and, you know, the Southern hospitality, and that's one thing that we're very proud of. Well, it's been a great pleasure for us to drive eight to mile, eight to nine miles north to get up to the south. Yeah, so. definitely. <laughs> well, we appreciate it for sure, definitely. <laughs> well, Mike, thank you so much for hosting us. And, uh, and again, the website, again, you can just go to HyattPlace.com, and you're looking for the Hyatt Nash, the Hyatt Place Nashville Opry Line is a great property. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Josh. We appreciate it. All right. And one thing that was on my list and I know was on Olivia's list that she was really excited to go see was the Johnny Cash Museum. And again, Johnny Cash, I'd say in the world of country music is probably one of the artists that I really, really appreciate. Again, kind of another kind of crossover artist. And I think Johnny Cash has an appeal to a very, very large audience. Now, I have to say that personally, I loved the Johnny Cash Museum. Now, particularly, I want you to find a music video. If you haven't seen this, I want you to find the music video for the uh, for the song "Hurt," which is actually it's it's redone. It's originally by a band called Nine Inch Nails. Uh, but please listen to the Johnny Cash version. It is. So so good, especially if you're familiar with Johnny Cash's life. And if you've watched the movie about Johnny Cash, you'll know that there were some things in his life that I think he felt a lot of regret for. And that's, I think, one thing that when you watch this video, you really, really feel about what it feels like to live with some regret over some choices that you've made in life. No, are you, are you feeling any regrets over choices you've made in life? <laughs> As a 10-year-old, you'd probably still feel pretty good, right? No, I don't have any regrets. Good, good. That's a great way to live. Live with no regrets whatsoever. Good. So here we go. Let's go ahead and take our quick tour of the Johnny Cash Museum, and let's learn a little bit more about it. So Angela Dodson, we are in the Johnny Cash Museum in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm really excited. I, I consider myself a, a a minor Johnny Cash fan. I think it was the the movie with Joaquin Phoenix yes. that really kind of reinvigorated that, and you saw 
you know, the life of Johnny Cash, and you just really uh, gain an appreciation for the footprint that he left in the world of not just country music, but music as a whole. But I'm wondering if you could kind of share what families will find at the Johnny Cash Museum, as we have the music of Johnny Cash playing in the background here. Well, you know, you mentioned Walk the Line. That's actually one of our brand new exhibits. We just recently opened an entire new wing. We expanded the museum by 40% um, on February 26th, which would have been Johnny's 84th birthday. So we feature an exhibit that has um, Walk the Line, the first time some of those memorabilia have ever been on display. Um, We have a lot, what's really great for families is we have a lot of really interactive exhibits. We have an exhibit that is the progression of sound. Johnny's one of the few artists who had almost a 50 year career. So he recorded on MP3s in his later life, CDs, 8 tracks, records, you name it, he played on it. Um, We also, one of our new exhibits that we have is uh, you can actually mix Johnny's songs. It's like you're in the studio and if you want to just listen to the drum track or if you want to listen to the bass or my favorite thing to do is turn everything down and just listen to Johnny's vocals because he's got that amazing booming voice. So that's another thing that's really fun and interactive to play with for the whole family. Nice. So why does Johnny Cash deserve his own museum? Well, I mean, you just... You can't sum up Johnny Cash in in one word or one thing. I mean, he needs an entire museum to explain who he was. Chris Christopherson said he's a walking contradiction, partly truth and partly fiction. And I think when you go through the museum, you really um, discover who he was as an artist, as a person, as a family man. Um, so it's it's really great to go through and get that entire experience. Right, right. So how about for someone who maybe not necessarily a big Johnny Cash fan, they're familiar with some of his songs. Um, Do you think that this is something that they would enjoy? I do. I think that even if you don't know much about Johnny or you're not much of a fan, you can walk out and appreciate him. Um, Even if, you know, the music isn't so much something that you're that familiar with, you can at least appreciate his life and who he was as a person. He, in general, just kind of had a fascinating story that um, the museum really explains. So this seems like a pretty popular location. So we're right now in the Johnny Cash Cafe right now. We are, yes. And then we've got a big old gift shop, and we've got a big old, like I'm trying to sound all country now. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's rubbing off on me. Okay, so um, so this seems like a, I mean, there's a lot of activity here, a lot yes. of people, looks like a lot of fun, and um, yes. it seems like a pretty popular attraction. If you're coming to Nashville, this might make a pretty important stop. I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> we stay very busy, and uh, we love having people come in every day to find out more about Johnny Cash. Great. So, now, the, the mom, the dad, someone who's planning a trip to Nashville, how can they find out more information about the Johnny Cash Museum, ticket prices, that sort of thing? You can just go to the johnnycashmuseum.com, and all the information is, is listed right on there for you. So is it the Johnny? It's a, just johnnycashmuseum.com. Okay, johnnycashmuseum.com. Okay, Angela Dodson. Yes. Angela Dodson with the Johnny Cash Museum here in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Now we're getting toward the end of our Nashville review. We've got one final location that we stopped at. Now, I have to tell you that after going to the 
is what were the uh, what were the names of the other two escape rooms, Noah? Gold Rush and C Block. Gold Rush and C Block. I have to tell you that I've never experienced escape rooms quite like those. So our expectations were really, really high. And so this final one we went to, we actually went out to the suburbs. And uh, what was the name of this one? Breakout Nashville. Breakout Nashville. And we went to one. It was called Kidnap. <laughs> Kidnapper, um, which kidnapping, kidnapping, yeah, it sounds a little, you know, sounds a little scary. What do you think, Noah? Eh. Yeah, it was a little scary, wasn't it? Now, as far as escape rooms go, um, again, you know, I I feel like, uh, you know, I'm reviewing, and now you've been to Five Guys Burger, right? Yeah. Okay, I feel like, now, Five Guys Burger and Fries. It by itself, like if you're hungry and you go and or maybe like in and out burger and you go, you're like, man, this is really great food. Right. But let's just say you had filet mignon. Right. The 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 meal previous. And now you're going to go to in and out or five guys burger and fries or whatever or smash burger or something like that. And it's just a little bit different uh, I, I think that the caliber is a little bit different. That said, I think uh, my impression is that a breakout Nashville is likely going to be a place where you might be able to get a really good group on or living social, that sort of thing. So if you and your family can go and maybe go for a, a little bit less price and you just want to introduce yourself to uh, escape games, this might be a great way to go just to see if it's something that you might be into, right? Because it might be a little less. Noah, please. Noah's shaking his head. Oh, all right. Noah, you're just you're just spoiled now, having gone to now six escape rooms. Uh, this one, um, uh, okay. So tell me, what was it? I mean, why was it not your favorite escape room? Well, all the other escape rooms we gone to had like different rooms, and so there was a lot of locks, and it like and it had like fake bricks on the wall. Mm-hmm. I could tell that it's fake by knocking on it. Mm. So I thought like it, it could like open up and there was like another room. Yeah. Because that's like what like all the other ones have like secret entrances and stuff. Mm-hmm. You you actually in most escape rooms you'll go from room to room to room, right? And in this one there was it none was of that. One room. One room. And there was a lot of ro- locks and I just thought like we're getting nowhere because there was like. There was like even like like a cut in the wall. Yeah. Yeah, and And then in the end Don't be careful. No no spoilers. It just went like so fast. It was like it was so hard. We had to stay on this challenge for like a long time. And then we got it right and then we were through. It was like It seemed like the pacing of some of the final puzzles uh, really kind of slowed down the process where typically in a lot of escape rooms, there's a lot of fast stuff going on. Like everybody's all of a sudden just like, you know, undoing all these locks and puzzles and, you know, they're really moving very quickly. And it seemed like everyone in our whole family was just kind of focused on this one last kind of thing that just the puzzle just took a long time to to go through and so and and it really wasn't very exciting and so uh by the time we escaped it 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 wasn't as gratifying i'd say yeah yeah so 
That said, I'm sorry, guys, but hey, we got to give our honest review. And that said, I'm sure that they're always making improvements and they're always, uh, you know, they're always adding new rooms and games. So we're just going to give our honest review. So let's go ahead and talk to Brian Asher of Breakout Nashville. We're talking with Brian Asher of Breakout Nashville. So now my family and I just did uh, a kidnap. Was it kidnapping? The kidnapping, yes, the, sir. The kidnapping, mm-hmm. which sounds pretty creepy. It's not. It's uh, look. I had my ten-year-old. Come here, Noah. Now it sounds like kind of a heavy subject. But what do you think of like? Was it was it too much for a ten-year-old, or were you cool with it? Well, as long as you don't listen to the messages, that happens when you get to like the forty. Oh, okay. Yeah, there are a little. There are some creepy messages. Yeah, but but you had mom and dad here, so you did okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the room's not that scary. The room itself. Okay. Well, we won't say. Don't give too many clues about the room itself. Uh, but when it starts off, let me just say this: that it's it start off starts off very immersively. So you're very very much playing the part uh, uh yeah so can you tell me about breakout nashville yeah so we've been uh we've been in business for i think a little over four months now and uh adding rooms as we go along and it's been a, a big hit here in, in franklin um you know we're just on the outskirts of of nashville and uh, we get people coming from nashville from the local area here in franklin and then uh you know 30 45 minutes away so it's been re- really good uh people have had a blast doing it yeah, and then you have your your escape room tourists that that come from yeah. far away. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's spring break right now, and uh, we've had groups from uh, Michigan, Maryland, uh, Ohio, and it's kind of all over the the South and the East Coast come through. And uh, I mean, it's it's not necessarily a destination in and of itself, but once you get here to Nashville, it's one of the more fun things to do. Oh, for sure, for sure. So tell me about the other rooms that you have, real quick. Uh, let's see, we have the hostage room, uh, which is more of a like an airplane's been hijacked scenario. Um, we have the museum heist for those uh, art appreciators in the uh, in the audience there. Uh, also, we have the Casino Royale, uh, which is kind of a James Bond feel to it. Oh, nice. um, and then we have two of the kidnapping rooms, which is which is really cool for bigger groups that want to split up, and they still get the same experience, but can kind of race against each other and compare scores and everything, and then uh, get together afterwards and talk about it. So we do a lot of team building, yeah, a lot of corporate events with those those two rooms, so everybody can kind of have that same experience. Yeah, and I was wondering if you could tell me about the like the benefit that you see, like if a family comes in or whatever, um, you know, what would you say are the positive things that a family would get out of having a breakout room experience? together hey, it's I mean it's just an hour together that's uh, kind of rare today anyway uh, you're not um, you know sitting back watching the TV or you're consuming but you're participating and I think that's awesome to do with your family um, you know just to get together and, and work together communicate do all those kind of things and just have a really fun experience together yeah now we're actually while we're actually in the kidnapping room while it's being reset. So a little behind the scenes there. There's another group that's going to be coming in in just a little bit, and and we like most escape rooms, we made a mess. Um, that's that's pretty normal. Uh, but he's actually putting everything back. Is this kind of cool, Noah? You get to see behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. 
How do people find you? Uh, you know, where, are there ever any offers, special offers that they can find, or what's the website that, that people sure. can go to? And again, just so you, just so they know, Franklin is not that far out of, out of Nashville, about mm-hmm. 20, 30 minutes or so uh, yeah. out from downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we kind of get to come out to the burbs, and it's kind of a nice area out here. Parking is real easy. You don't yeah. have to worry about downtown parking. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a it's a quick drive, depending on traffic. It could be 15 to 30 minutes. Uh, and then downtown Franklin itself has lots of neat things to do. It's you know a, a nice area in and of itself. Um, as far as uh, how to get in touch with us, uh, NashvilleBreakout.com is our uh, website. We do run a Groupon occasionally, so uh, check Groupon. Uh, you may see us on there. And then we have a, a couple little, uh, a couple other deals say uh, on our website. A weekday discount for those people who want to come Monday through Thursday. Uh, our weekends are really busy, but if you can come out through the week, then you get a little bit of a deal there. Uh, and then uh, just a lot of social media, Facebook, Instagram, we're all over those. So make sure so, to follow all those because yeah, you never know. There could be some special offers that, that pop up there. Yeah, yeah, all kinds of good stuff like that, free giveaways uh, for free games and stuff like that. So so definitely check us out on those uh uh, on their social yeah, media yeah, channels. Yeah, the yes. social media channels, uh, yes, sir. So, and then, Brian, you were telling me that, that Breakout is actually in many cities. Yeah, absolutely. We're kind of all over the south, uh, southeast, and up into Cincinnati, Dayton, uh, Lexington, Louisville, then some of our southern cities. We just opened up in Mobile, um, Atlanta. We have two locations down there, Birmingham, Chattanooga, Knoxville. So lots of different places. You can check that out. TheBreakoutGames.com will have a listing of all of our possible locations. And as of this interview, you said 15 cities total? Around 15, yeah, wow. give or take a, wow, a couple that's, there. <laughs> that's so cool to see breakout rooms you know becoming so popular and growing so quickly awesome brian with breakout nashville thank you so much for your time Mm -hmm. thanks josh we uh loved having you guys and hope you had a good time excellent thank you Mm -hmm. well there we go noah two amazing episodes so much fun did you have a good and by the way this was your spring break so in terms of like vacations for uh, a 10 year old to do. Did you have a good time in Nashville? Now there, I have to say that there were a lot of other things that we did that we just couldn't fit into two episodes of this podcast. We spent some time with some family and friends. We did some other, you know, just kind of sightseeing type things. And there is a lot to do in Nashville, but what do you think about Nashville as a destination, Noah? It's really fun. Yeah, and lots of outdoorsy things. The weather is generally very, very nice there. Great city. I want to thank the entire city of Nashville, particularly, of course, all of the destinations that hosted us. Uh, Many of them gave us uh, comped uh, entrances in exchange for our honest review. So just by way of disclosure, thank you so much to that so that I could bring you these experiences. And so with that, thank you so much for spending this time with us. And if you enjoyed this and there goes, hey, Noah, you got to say goodbye, buddy. Noah's walking off. Yeah, you're walking off the job early. I'm paying you by the hour, which means you you still have about you still have about three minutes here on the clock, son. All right, you still with us? I'm right here. Okay, good, good. All right, so thank you so much for listening, and again, thank you so much for subscribing as well. Make sure that you jump on Apple iTunes and you, and you give us a subscription there. And while you're there, would you do me a favor? Could you click on that fifth star and leave a review for this podcast? It really helps 
helps us expose this show to a larger audience and bring this message of abundance. And, and, and an abundance can happen every single week, every single day. And of course, when you want to have vacations with your family, it's really cool being able to have four and five star experiences and be able to have those at two and three star prices. Make sure that you're making the best choices when you go out and you have these vacations together as a family. So hopefully you've gotten some great ideas of some things that you can do. Also, I need to let you know that we're going to come back next week with a regular episode of the Savings Angel Show, which means lots of focus upon saving money and moving ahead with your money. That said, also, if you are a company or a brand and you would like to reach the most amazing audience in the world, primarily a lot of amazing moms in the suburbs who are just looking to make smart shopping decisions for their family so that they can move ahead with their money, I would love to be able to share your message with this audience. I am actually hitting the reset button on a number of advertisers and would love to feature you. Again, We, you and I need to visit just to make sure it's going to be a good fit and it's a product and service that I can stand behind. But I need to let you know that there's that opportunity right now. There's a window of opportunity and that window is right now and that window is also shutting. So go ahead to go to savingsangel.com. There's lots of different ways that you can reach out to either myself or Rachel. We'd love to share with you a little bit more about this show and the work that we're doing both here and on our blog and all the other places that we spread this message of abundance, helping our audience move ahead with their money and in all areas of life. So thank you so much for spending this time with us. Have a great day, Noah. Go ahead and give your final farewell. Thank you so much for being my co-host for these past two episodes. Goodbye. All right, Noah, thanks so much for joining us. And with that, have a great day, have a great week, and as always, live abundantly. Live abundantly. abundantly.